level up your hunting game and join the cause. Help preserve small town Texas hunting culture and become a more successful hunter by learning the best ways to squeeze the most out of your budget and precious time out in the field. Welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Here are your resident bandits, Richard Kinchlow and Jimmy Byrne. I'm actually going to take two protein feeders that we've got. The, the big all-season 600-pounder and then the um, uh, that one Trav brought to us. And I am going to uh, take them over to one of Bob's feeders. And I'm going to do the feed test over again. We're going to do it with a real feeder. Uh, and we're going to do it in an area that's never been served protein. So I thought that that would be a really cool, you know, thing to do. So I was texting with Bob about that uh, a couple of nights or yeah, a couple of nights ago. So uh, I'll try to get this. I'll try to get that cranking, you know, maybe next weekend or something like that. So awesome. Yeah. Anyways, just kind of. <laughs> You shooting more uh, deer? Uh, you left New Year's. Oh. New Year's um, Eve, is what, or yeah, New yeah, Year's. Oh, yeah, yeah. You left New Year's Eve. No, uh, I, I don't think so. But I got rained out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God, Jesus, yeah, it just poured. Except uh, I was leaving. I, I think I texted y'all when I was leaving. Yeah. I saw deer everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and ducks and everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we we didn't. Um, you know, I I was do I was going to shoot. I was going to triangle with Chase and Abby to with the intention of doing trying to you know shoot something. And um, of course, all those hogs show up. So uh, I, I didn't tell you that story yet. But oh my god! Of course, a ton of deer did show up, but it was <laughs> it was oh cool. It was unbelievable. Thank God I got my gun and my pack in there. Well, I leave without a jacket. So I'm in my red jumper with my red scarf. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try. And of course, I get there, right? And we got plenty of time. But I don't have time to turn around and go get a jacket. And it's, it's almost below freezing. You know, the, light, the, the light is, the, 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 the sun is still up, you know, whatever. So I'm like, man, I can't open that window, you know. So anyway, I had a bunch of deer show up. Uh, literally like six or seven does and then a couple of pit or a, a couple of bucks and right there I, I probably 30 40 minutes for dark I saw a lone boar way the hell out there so I'm like okay here he comes he's coming in so the whole time I'm focused behind the fear you know out of the core of my eye must have been 30 of them wow it was on I've not seen a sounder that big uh oh. So do we want to we do we, we want to start it now? We oh, we've see. been recording the whole time. <laughs> well, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> well, we, right, we, I well, figured we'd probably get some interesting stories. In oh it. yeah, all right. Well, then good. Yeah, all right. So I so stories well, that I can edit, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, we'll put all that in there. Um, yeah. So what was really crazy about it was that the uh, you know we have all these pigs come in. Uh, and, you know, of course, the young ones go flying towards the feeder, as usual. And they're they're pigging out, right? Uh, out. Well, nice one. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and of course, under the feeder is also about a foot of water, too. So it's just nasty. Ugh. And they're slopping around. Well, so we probably got 10 under the feeder right now and did medium-sized ones to, to piglets and whatnot. 
so, but but they just keep streaming in from the right. Okay, well, I got another group coming in. Well, there's a big, big bore with them. Uh, I, I would say, yeah, he prob he was probably going to be getting close to maybe getting close to 300. I mean, he was a big guy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, he was big. And so, of course, I, and he's got the big old razor back. I can, I can see his teeth at 80 yards, so I know he's a big guy. Um, and, well, of course, he stops and he starts staring right at me. You know, of course, and so at this point, and, and so at this point, Abby's in my lap. Okay, my daughter's in my lap because, you know, this, this is it. This is it. I mean, if you follow the program, you know, we have, we've waited, we've waited a year and a half right. to find a damn pig. It just, I mean, you know, and, and so, you know, this year we've killed, you know, 50, 60 of them. It's been great, but kids just hadn't have an opportunity. Well, here's our opportunity. This is it. It's here. Uh, well, on this big board just, just stops. And he's staring at the fear, looking on the pigs. And I swear to God, you like I've seen out of a movie. He kind of turns to his left. Kid you not, turns to his left and is staring up there at us. Like he's far away. Uh, he's uh, he's inside seventy-five yards. Okay. Okay. He's staring up there at us, and the wind's blowing over his back to me in my face. Wow. So I know he can't smell us. I mean, talk about the uh, the sixth sense. Oh yeah, well, he's yeah. smart. He's oh, it was going to be three hundred pounds. I guess. Oh, unbelievable! So he he backs out. He doesn't run off, but he backs out. So I'm thinking, you know, gee, gee, Willikers, I'm angry, you know, because I I thought that he was going to do some sort of, you know, hog. Uh, my God, get the hell out of here, sign, and, and, and when we're done, it's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, he didn't, and so he backed out, and so I get Abby on my lap. Okay, and uh, we got the rifle up, and it's cold. Okay, so she's already shaking a little bit, but the adrenaline's starting to flow. Of course, you know, you know me, my adrenaline's starting to flow. <laughs> God, here we go. I mean, we could shake martinis in this damn right. line when it was all said and done. So the um, um, and so you know, but at this point, we just have a mass of, of pork underneath the feeder. I mean, there, again, there's probably probably fifteen of them under the feeder at this time. And they're slopping around. I mean, the, the sound effects I mean, it would make you gag. You know, it's like, it's like running a spoon through a hot casserole. <laughs> and, I, and I will tell you what, you know, they say humans can be terrible parents. Well, the sows, uh, female hogs can be terrible parents too. We actually, <laughs> and of course, Abby's like, oh, no, poor piglet. I'm like, yeah, poor piglet, you're about to put a 260 through his head. Um, we saw a, a piglet get flipped up in the air, squealing and all by a, by a more boar that she got too close to. It's hysterical. <laughs> so we got the gun out, and we're going through our progression. We're going through our steps, trying to work on our breathing and whatnot. And uh, the blind was actually positioned perfectly well. Not the blind, but the inside this blind, we've got some shelves, you know. So my daughter's on my lap. She's got her left hand on the on the, the the barrel of the gun. She's got her right shoulder up against on the uh, on one of yeah. the window sills. So it's perfect. Uh, yeah, I love that. That right arm. You got to yeah. keep that right arm uh, straight. So <laughs> right. she was she had it braced. It was real good. Although I thought that was your left arm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Look, look at the canal. You can see it anyway. The uh, canal. Mm, more like a creek. Uh, so we, so, you know, we're, we're, we're getting ready, you know, safety's still on and, and here come more pigs and more pigs and more pigs. So when it was all said and done, 
probably had 25 to 30 of them down there. Wow. It's been a long time since I've seen a sounder that big. Now, that is the same sounder that our good buddy Tyson shot at. They remember they back. Yeah. wasted a whole clip on him. <laughs> Sorry, pal. You wasted a lot of bullets on him. And I mean, who knows? If he, I didn't see any were wounded. They were sure running fine. So, but that, and that was the night before, right? Or no, that wasn't the night before. This that was, was like a week before. So two weeks before. Uh, no, it, no, it was well. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It wasn't that long. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't that long ago. Same blind too. So they came yeah. right back. Um, and of course they were, they were, they came from the, um, the Northeast, their bed up there in that thick, nasty cedar humanity that nobody wants to go into. So, um, this is it. This is the moment of the truth. This is what we've been practicing for, you know, and, and, and kind of back up. Abby had taken a couple of shots. We had, we had made good use of our time at Rancho Bandito, you know, uh, after Christmas, doing some shooting. She was great. You know, we started her off the 22 mag again just to get her back used to shooting. Then we put her on the 260. Little did she know that was not the 204. But now she's shooting the shoot the 260. She's good to go. So this is it. This is the moment of truth. All she's got to do is, is line one up and pull the trigger, you know. And she started getting them, and she had them. And then she just she just got really emotional. And, and you know, I, I, I knew – I knew she was tired, okay, just from the whole week of, you know, partying as a kid, right, staying up late, getting up early with her friends, but it just, she just, she couldn't do it, um, and, you know, that's a, that's a moment as a parent uh, of a young hunter, especially an emotional one, you know, the female, not to say that, that, that young males don't get emotional too, okay, oh, <laughs> right, but um, in this case, you know, and Abby, she just, she couldn't do it. So that was a real good opportunity for me to say, hey, listen, baby, proud of you. You tried it. Uh, the great thing about pigs is they reproduce like rabbits right. constantly. Uh, they have really no natural predators except for tires themselves and bullets. And bullets, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the occasional cougar to a potty. <laughs> I, so I said, uh, don't worry about it. You know, and so uh, her buddy Chase is in the blind with us as well. So uh chase is definitely had some shooting experience i don't think he's not shot as much as abby but you know he's um uh but but he's definitely done some shooting so what what what's crazy about chase is that chase he when he gets up there and he mounts the rifle he tries to move his left eye over to look <laughs> at the scope and so i knew this because when we were kind of working on him to, to to teach him to shoot that's what he was doing Huh. You know, I kept saying, I'm like, Chase, okay, pal, you know, we got to do this. Shut the left eye, use your right eye. Because I was talking to his father. And his father was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's right eye dominant, you know. But he was struggling to do it. So instead of making the uh, making the event, the, the shooting event, you know, not so much fun, we just said, yeah, just let him shoot, whatever. So funny enough, funny enough, Chase goes, yeah, I'll take a shot. You know, he's like, like Dennis the Menace, you know, yeah. in his back pocket. He's like, yeah, I'll take a shot. I'm like, ah, boy, get up here, you know. So he's in my lap. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> one of the jokes that, uh, not, uh, why don't you hop up in Uncle Rabbit's lap? Well, that's not a good time, Thorny. <laughs> so, so he hops up there in my lap, and we go through the same progressions, you know, okay, here. Here's what you got to do. And, of course, he, he's trying to get the, the, the typical kid problem, trying to get that, that side, that eye relief, you know, mm -hmm. where he gets it. 
and he's calm as a cucumber. You know, he doesn't even realize he doesn't realize that he's got a, 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 a you know, it's not a two sixties, not a um, a deal breaker rifle. You know, it's not going to break his shoulder. But he's never shot anything like that before. But the kid's fearless. Um, he gets up there and says, "Okay, Chase. You know, buddy, I just it's going to be really tough, but I want you to try to pick out a pig and shoot him right behind the shoulder." And of course, he's like, "Mike, they're everywhere." And that's right; they were everywhere. Um, and, and what to, to make it even more difficult, the sun was going down. So mm, yeah. the, sun. the other thing that he was dealing with is all the pigs were the same color. Mm. So, so how in God's green earth he did what he did is is really it's just kind of amazing. So I'm like, "All right, pal, you know, whenever you're ready." And he safety was off, and he he. <laughs> He squeezed the trigger. I watched him. He used his right eye. I don't think he realized it, but he used his right eye. And boy, when that bullet let loose, I mean, it was a <laughs> He was squealing. I'm like, all right. But of course, I couldn't tell if he hit anything because there's hogs and blood and water going everywhere. And the sun's there. You got to realize you got 15, 20 animals under a feeder and you've just shot into them. You don't know what's going to be left. Sure as hell. When all the chaos had dispensed, there it was. Deader than a doornail, did not move an inch. He nailed a good, call it 50 to 60, 75-pound sow. Nice. Unbelievable. (laughs) So, of course, you know, Abby's bawling in the background. And not out of jealousy, but out of sheer happiness. You know, and, and, and to, 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 to change it, when Abby was on the gun, Chase was like, hey, you can do this. And it wasn't like a, you know, like a, hey, you can do it, chicken. I mean, you right. legit, you know, I mean, this was a, I mean, they're, they're nine-year-olds, you know, so you, you can't expect them to whatever. But, man, they, they stepped up for each other. It was amazing. Uh, just another sign of good friendship, you know. And, and anyway, and so, boy, we went crazy. We're hugging and high-fiving. And he chases like, I did it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I knew he could, but I mean, and so, you know, after, after kind of the, the dust settled and I'm sitting there looking at the animal, you know, the first, I got this wave of nausea that came over me. Uh, and, and I thought to myself, oh my God, what have I done? Um, and I literally just kind of like, they were going crazy and hugging and yelling and screaming and reliving the story. And I was thinking to myself, dude, <laughs> I just guided this kid. Uh, out to shoot his, you know, out to shoot an animal, and he did, and he killed it, you know, and and his dad wasn't there, you know, because yeah. <laughs> I mean Chase didn't have, I mean it wasn't Chase's intention to go out there and shoot a hog, you know, uh, but you know I, I gave him the opportunity, and you know such is my my thirst for youth hunting that I just I couldn't pass it up, you know. And so, you know, the second I text, you know, I text everybody, everybody's ecstatic, we get back to the cleaning station. And I, I approached his father, who's a very dear friend of ours. I'm like, dude, I, man, I am so sorry. <laughs> and, I, and I legitimately still am, you know, because that's a, you know, that, that's a thing I, I took away. And of course, he was incredibly gracious and said, you know, listen, if, if, if he wasn't going to be with me, I'd want him to be with you, which of course means the help means a lot to me too. Uh, but boy, that, that is the story of old Chase Harris Rex getting his first, uh, getting his first big game animal. So that was, that's awesome. Congratulations, Chase. That's right. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to have him on the program. 
Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Well, and you know, his dad can always guide him to his first deer. So that's true. That's true. There's still yeah, as long as long as uh, you know, you know, it's, uh, yeah, as long as Ivory Coast isn't playing Sudan or you know, right. yeah, those um, football games. So right. <laughs> anyway, but it was um, yeah, it was just a really, really, really cool experience. Now I, I obviously don't have any boys, so the uh, the males in my group, uh, the children that is, um, you know, I hold them to a higher degree because they're males. And obviously, they're nowhere near as good or as smart or, or everything as the girls, naturally, you know, and it's because they're males. Uh, but uh, I sure love to see when the, the, the little boys do some good. So uh, oh, that's great. No, it, 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 was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, I look forward to <laughs> hearing the, uh, the interview with Chase. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because it, it's, it's fun to hear from their perspective. Yep. Yep. Oh, I tell you, we have we have time. I'd like to share another yeah, uh, another little uh, a little tip I I, I learned. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting thing. So we have a we one of our on Rancho Bandito, one of our most productive blinds that we have is a uh, called a twenty foot uh, you know tower stand, if you will, kind of on the hill that overlooks a lot of. Um, a lot of feeding areas. Okay. So um, a lot of, and there are, it's also a good transition area from bedding cover to the feeding grounds leads to a wheat field, the uh, feeders near there, but there's, but there's no feeder there. Um, and I think that's really important because a lot of folks in Texas think, wow, well, you got to have a deer feeder to make a good, a good hunting spot. Well, you know, death road as we call it, because we, <laughs> It's, it's the name is very fitting yes. um is, is definitely you know it proves you don't have to have it so one of the things that we do do though do do is we will um we will corn the roads okay so prime we'll it, get it back. if you will what prime it if you will right yes that's right we'll, we'll prime it get it ready to roll and so we'll, we'll take a bag of uh of dough corn of course one of our good friends uh matt he'll say well, wait, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait a minute. If we only put doe corn out, we're only going to shoot does. And then since when I curl my lip at him, I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> How have you gone this long on this earth? And so on and so forth. But we'll, we'll, we'll take the corn and, and we'll sit there and we'll, we'll dump it out. You know, so what's called, you know, again, corning the rope. So what something that I found very interesting is this one area behind the blind it's a mowed strip, okay? So we have our, our ranch and Moses strip there uh, in October. And um, we'll, we'll, again, like I say, we'll corn it. So that particular night, uh, a lot of the deer actually came from the, uh, that would be kind of, it would be the southeast side of the, um, of the area. From that okay. kind of where the corner where the, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Kind of from the the Kalichi pit type area. Yep. And it was it was fascinating to me because when I, I was actually turned facing that way, I don't have told you that. So what was fascinating to me is and the, and the other thing is it was a north wind. It was howling. Okay. It was a hell of a north wind. So it was funny to me that the deer just started approaching out of the uh, kind of the tree line and, and we're coming into that corn 
Um, and it's, it's something that I've, I, I, I've never really, I guess, put a lot of thought to, but you know, that was clear evidence to me that those deer were attracted by the scent of all of that corn. Um, you know, whereas you really, I don't know that you can really say that with like a traditional deer feeder, it's more like the sound, you know, mm-hmm. and just that being routine. But, but I, I think that that's proof um, at least it is in my mind that you can get out there and, and corn an area like, like public hunting on some public hunting grounds you can corn um, or you know if you're hunting a sendero or you know, an open something or another you know you can throw out corn and that within the that you know, couple hours you can have deer all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it just never, I guess I just always assumed in the back of my mind that, you know, the, the reason why the deer are eating the corn is because they were traveling through and they just happened upon it. Right. Um, and so that, uh, and I think that's a lot of the times what happens, but, but you could definitely tell that this case, those deer were going to the, the scent of that corn. Cause I'll tell you this much, the way that wind was howling, they were very spooky, mm-hmm. very, very spooky. You know, as we all know, the wind, when the conditions aren't perfect, you know, they're going to be on their guard. You know, that wind, especially their smell, the wind, in my opinion, will screw you more than the heat, uh, more than the sun, you know, any, any of the other kind of factors that you got out there because the wind is their primary defense. And when you have the wind swirling, it's going crazy like that. Um, it, it, it's really to your advantage and a disadvantage for the, for the deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that when, you know, I guess with the trees moving and making a lot of noise and oh yeah, it probably just throws off all sorts of senses. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, interesting observation. Yeah. That's... No, I, and I've been, I've been wanting to, uh, I've been wanting to, to kind of share the story now for, you know, for a while. Uh, so yeah, it was. Well, I wonder. Uh, I wonder what the the folks listening think about that. If they if they've had similar, uh, you know, observations or you know, situations where they can really chalk it up to the corn being the main factor. The right. smell of corn, I guess. Fresh corn, you know, I guess well, being a main factor, and you know, deer coming in or not. Well, you know, and, and actually. Um, I didn't think about this till right now when we were interviewing the owner of Orange Corn Company. Yeah, I mean, that's... You know, he, he was, that was what, remember, he was telling his story about how uh, how they kind of came up with the idea. They had, uh, you know, that little just random orange grove there in South Texas and how the deer were bypassing the corn and went right to, like, the orange grove. Mm-hmm. No, 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 that wasn't, it wasn't an orange grove, that was... No, they were eating some oranges, I think. Yes. Yeah. The they just threw them out there. Th- and the deer went to those. Yeah, the deer so. went all, were all over them, yeah. Yeah, to, is, like, to the rinds and all that stuff. Yep, there you go. Exactly. So, yeah, that, uh, that is anyway. interesting. Yeah, no, it really was. So, hmm. Yeah. Food for thought there. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, anybody else uh, throw anything else out there? that uh, they swear that deer will come to. I would love to hear it. I mean, of course there's all sorts yeah. of products, you know, out there. Absolutely. For like, uh, yeah. yeah. But anything, I'd be curious to hear anything kind of unconventional. Yeah. That would be interesting to hear. Yeah. If anyone has Absolutely. any, anything like that, let us know. 
Howdy at feedbandit.com. Yep. Uh, yep. That'd be, yeah, I'd love to hear that. Yep. It's always kind of cool to hear new and innovative ways people go about doing things. Oh, I agree. But then again, you throwing out corn, that's just, you know, not new about that. <laughs> you, right, just, <laughs> right. you know, one thing I've always wanted to do, and I just hadn't gotten around to doing it, is I, I want to, I might Google it tonight while I'm lying in my bed uh, before my, my uh, 8 o'clock bedtime. Um, We're past that. You're past, oh, you're past oh. your bedtime. Oh, my God. This is, <laughs> this is bad news. Uh, well, one of the things I, I'd like to, to look at, and I'm sure there's some law about it, uh, is, you know, what do the produce managers do with all the old produce that they don't eat? Oh, uh, yeah, that's um, good, good, good question. I mean, I, I'm sure there is some law where, you know, after said apple is blah, 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 they got to whatever, but, um, I would like. <laughs> wow, what was for dinner tonight? Uh, Royal China. Oof. <laughs> uh, did you eat the egg rolls? Well, no, we had we got some uh, pork dumplings to share, and then I had uh, pork lo mein. You didn't get the egg rolls. No. Wow. Do you have a gun handy? <laughs> I mean that that is the dumbest thing you have ever done. I got. Well, I, mean, I mean, the dumplings are quite amazing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They the egg rolls, dude. It's. <laughs> I mean, I would never divorce my wife, but maybe for one of those egg rolls. <laughs> she just kept like recreating herself, and I could just keep eating her. Fantastic. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, but you know, other than that, uh, you know, really the week after Christmas traditionally, obviously, is a big bloody week for us, but. With the damn contravirus and all the other crap that's going on, that's made our freaking lives, freaking lives, I said freaking lives, so difficult. And we hadn't been able to have the, the, the people down there. But uh, now we still shot some ducks. The duck hunting, duck hunting was pretty terrible, actually. Uh, and I, well, and I, I'll, I'll touch on that for, for the, the people who, you know, who duck hunt and follow us. Um, you know, I guess we went down there on the 27th. Okay. And so, you know, they, they, they say typically the best duck hunting is, um, you know, a one to one to two days before a big front arrives. Okay. Because the, again, the birds are, are, are and same thing with dove hunting. The birds are in front of the front. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, um, you know, that's, that's always something to keep a, a lookout for. And I, I always do. Well, um, you know, of course the other thing is getting late in the season. Okay. And there, there's still birds that are probably coming down, maybe not so much coming from Canada or Wyoming or Montana or something like that, but coming down from Lubbock, you know, coming down. So we're, we're still getting some of those Texas migratory birds, probably Oklahoma too, whatever. Um, so we had a, the significant front, okay, that came through on uh, New Year's Eve night. Uh, me and Chuck and the chance of snow, you know. So I, man, <laughs> two morning, I, I got up two mornings, okay. And so I guess the, let's see, carry the one, the 29th and the, no, the 30th and the 31st, uh, thinking that, boy, just, I mean, I'd be able to make pillows with all the freaking duck feathers that I would have. 
didn't <laughs> even have a duck fly near me. <laughs> I mean, and let me tell you. Oh, and the other thing is I had some new duck gear out there. Okay, Santa Claus uh, brought me, um, I think it's called the, the butt duggler or something like that. So it's a decoy that that uh, it's made by Lucky Dog. I'm, I'm going to do a review on it because I, I, I freaking love it. It hasn't worked yet, but I love it. Uh, you know, they, they say that the wing, the wing decoys, okay, like the mojos and whatnot, um, the birds are getting spooky to them, especially the late season birds. They say, don't put your mojos out there or your, your propeller uh, things late in the season, uh, which this weekend when I go, I'm not doing it. But, you know, they, they really, the, the jury's still out when it comes to the other decoys that sit in the water and move around. I don't think they'll ever get, you know, weary of those because those are, it's kind of more natural, you know, other yeah. than the, you know, compared to the, you know, freestanding solid motion uh, duck spinning right. thing. But Anyways, I had all this new duck gear out there ready to rock and roll and nothing. <laughs> um, and it was absolutely demoralizing. I could still to this day cannot figure it out. Uh, we had ducks and some other tanks. I just figured that we would have some birds and we didn't have it. it, it and it's not as though we've had so much rain that all the tanks on the adjacent properties are just overflow with, with water. Mm -hmm. um, it was it was a real letdown. Now I, I will tell you this, though, and, and this is something I've been thinking about long and hard. You know, I always tell everybody that you got a full moon, the migratory birds they'll fly all night. You know, I've actually uh, it's just so cool. I mean, a couple years ago, I actually saw. I mean, it's like a uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife. I actually saw ducks in the moonlight. Wow. Uh, we were at Rancho Bandito. I drank a lot of whiskey. Promise you I saw it, though. Looked up there <laughs> in this huge full moon, and I could see the ducks, and then they just kept going. <laughs> it, was, it was hysterical. Hmm. So we had a full moon for, the, for that entire week. So I think that there is a high probability that with that front, they just said, we're out of here. They just kept going south. Yeah. Um, so uh, the ducks and the moon, that wasn't a, like a whiskey hallucination or anything. No, no, it was, it was really cool. In fact, and this is me cause I'm psycho. Uh, there were pintails too, cause I can hear them whistling. And of course the next morning, I'm like, here we go, baby pintails. Woo! And I didn't think I got that because I was too hungover. <laughs> and, but it was fun, you know? <laughs> and of course when I did go, I was like, ate there and my auntie pintails. Right. <laughs> Uh, well, don't give up on that new decoy. I mean, that decoy, decoys can't call birds that aren't there, I guess, right? So, call. Seriously. seriously. <laughs> you should, I mean, I, I, this thing is fantastic. And what I, and again, I'm going to do a review on, but what I love about it is that this decoy, you know, this, with, with this decoy, it makes so much movement, okay, that it moves your other decoys around. Oh, so, yeah. you know, at Rancho Bandito, we are, you know, blessed and cursed not to have a lot of wind. Okay, and when we and so smart ducks are going to look down like, dude, really? I'm just not falling for that crap. So, with this decoy, it moves them and gets a little bit of emotion going. So, um, you know, this hunt we'll be doing this weekend is was it third weekend of January, second weekend of January, something like that. So, second, yeah. second, okay. So, I'm going to go with a smaller decoy spread, probably six decoys. And I'm going to no, be the third weekend, sorry, yeah, third weekend, okay. I'm going to put the butt juggler out there. Um, butt juggler. Butt, I, I don't think that's the right name. But 
Sorry for butchering the name. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, get it right on the next one. Yeah, it's Lucky Duck something. Um, but yeah, we'll throw it out there and we'll see how we do. So awesome. I asked my, I asked, is if you, again, if you've followed the program, you'll hear me, at, you know, you'll hear me ask my dad for the duck report. So he's down there right now. And I said, Hey dad, have the ducks. He goes, yeah, there's some on there. I'm like, Hey, we'll, we'll quantify how many is some. He's like, oh, I think like this. I'm like, that's great. Where are they? Yeah, down there on the South end. Okay. I mean, I'm like, you don't 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 help me here you know i'm like what are they because you know they're, they're ducks i'm like okay <laughs> all right we're done you know i just don't I, I can't. Well, the, the, the the final text would be oh but they won't be here when you're here anyway so it doesn't that's matter. right yeah yeah because i i just shot my ar into them and <laughs> yeah. Uh. so yeah we got three more weeks to go and then that's a wrap duck season is over um but you know, it, it's every year we always talk about it's, it sucks, uh, especially this year. I mean, this year was kind of a, just such a, a needed release. And, you know, unfortunately, because of the whole COVID thing, we couldn't go down to Rancho Bandito as much as we wanted to. But when we did go, I think we all made the, the best times out of it. You know, we had a great time. But admittedly, I'm looking forward to the off season. You know, it's, um, again, here it is, almost third week into January. We've got our protein feeders going. We've got our cotton seed going, and um, you know the corn feeders are still going. So that that's crucial. Uh, you know, if you're if again if you're starting a new protein feeding uh, supplemental feeding program for deer, you you need to you need to pause us right now and, and go out there and get you the gear that you need and um, and get the, the supplemental feed going because this is this is the time they need it for sure. Um, you know, talking to my father, we had over five inches of snow. You know, the hill country got a lot of snow. Of course, Dallas didn't. <laughs> and um, well, it did, but it just didn't stick. I mean, what yeah, it? yeah. Well, I mean, what they got, they got real. I mean, like real snow, snow, snow. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. But um, and and I'll tell you, I mean, you can never predict when these things are going to happen. But you know that that feed out there was was definitely helped. You know the. The cottonseed baskets got destroyed by the whitetails and the antelope because they're cold, you know. They and, and then again, these bucks that are post rut, you know, they don't they don't need they don't need any help dying, you know. Right. So get out there, give them what you need. Let's let's help get them through January and February and then to the warmer months. So while you were talking, um, I looked up. You know, we have a couple articles about this stuff, so. You know, there's the the basics of using deer feed article that we yep. wrote a while back. You know, folks can find that at feedbandit.com slash feedbasics. Yep. All words. I'll take you right there. And then we did a uh, more in-depth um, kind of like a part two article, I guess you could say. Yep. And that one I'm trying to find. But it's in there. Like if you go to the blog, you can find yeah. it. I, don't yeah. know, I guess I never made a quick link to that i probably need to do that put it in the yeah show. that's uh, it, it's good stuff you know those articles are timeless they're they're not changing you know and 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 we follow the same regimen that that we do all the time when it comes to this sort of thing so yeah. uh, and, and and we're definitely uh, reaping results uh another thing that we're going to be doing um is we are we are going to be hiring a mulching company um so there's a there's you know on the the, the front of the, the Bobcat type email or emails, Jesus. 
on top of the bobcat type vehicles, they have what's called a, a forestry mulcher. And it's uh, it's basically, it looks like Baraka off of uh, Mortal Kombat uh, 2, I think, with the big swords. And I don't think the lust for tournament fighting or blood, but it's just as destructive. And uh, it basically goes in there and just obliterates cedars and whatnot. So I'm going to try to get some good footage of that. We're going to be doing that in February, but... What we're uh, kind of our goal is we've got so much regrowth, um, so much regrowth cedar that it, it, it's taking over a lot of important prime feeding habitat. Okay. And, and, and the balance is, is getting out of whack. Okay. And you know, we've always had more bedding cover than we've had feeding cover. And that's okay. Cause there's not a lot we can do about that, but you know, we, so we need to restore that. Um, you know, and it's going to help our carrying capacity, uh, whatnot. It's also going to open up more opportunities. And you know, when we're out, you know, driving around and looking for animals, so uh, definitely going to be doing a lot more land management projects on uh, Rancho Bandito this year. So I will, uh, um, I will definitely take some videos, and we can talk about that here in February. So that'll be good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, the uh, I found the other article while you were talking, oh, and uh, not that I wasn't listening to you. Of course, I was no, of course. multitasking. Yeah. No, but no, uh, no. the essentially the part two is uh, if you go to feedbandit.com slash supplement, that will uh, that'll take you to uh, the the deeper, you know, more in depth article. Sure. So basically, you can start with at feedbandit.com slash feedbasics just to get some basics of, uh, you know, what to do when feeding deer, you know, that type of thing. And then if you go to feedbandit.com slash supplement, that takes you to the hunter's guide to supplemental feeding. And that's your pretty in-depth article, in-depth article about, you know, everything, essentially what you do down at Rancho Bandito. So it's really kind of all, folks need to get started if they're not doing it already or to help, you know, maybe modify what they're doing or, you know, whatnot. So it's at least least check it out. I was doing some searching for um, uh, like the deer protein feeders and sure enough uh, on Google, we're there in the, in the top couple of pieces. uh, Some of the articles and stuff that we've, that we've written. Very, very cool. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I'd oh, like that to just encourage. goes to show, folks, that you should be checking out our blog. I mean, it's we're, we're not doing it every day, but when we yeah. put stuff out there, I'd like to think that it's Absolutely. helpful. You know, it's well, kind of like yeah, a, and, and again, again, we're blessed to be able to go to Rancho Bandito almost anytime we want to, and and I think it's you know because it, it's kind of our duty to to. You know, to try to document the stuff that really works for us and talk about products that work for us uh, and then the, and that make a difference, you know? So that's, that's why we love what we do. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, that's good stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else other than to say that I was lucky enough to shoot a doe over the, uh, yeah. over the heaven week. So it's, yeah. You know. Which, uh, I ate that heart yesterday for lunch. So. Did you? Nice. I did. That's really coming on, man. I mean, people are. You know, I just thought you were a, a savage, but that's. <laughs> well, I am, but you know, yeah, I, no, I'm a sophisticated well, savage. <laughs> you know, don't sell yourself short, Judge. You're a tremendous savage. Uh, slouch. 
Where where did you shoot that down? Why can I not forget? Uh, West Penns. Oh, of course. Remember, I was like, not long after. Oh, I was like, right. oh man. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had, yeah. Let's just say I had other options still. After oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> See, dude, I mean, you were probably. I mean, that that is one by far most prolific one. Oh, it was unbelievable. It was like Grand Central Station there, and we won't. We've killed like four or five deer there. Yep. We just have not. We did not do the numbers. Um, I'm glad that we're not on the old MLDP system, or we would get uh, penalized. <laughs> uh, which I don't even know if they ever enforced that penalization uh but yeah. <laughs> yeah i'll leave that emphasis to the folks to <laughs> right yeah yeah well i know that if you speed and get caught you will be subject to penalties yeah. in the penal system so I anyway say in the <laughs> yeah. penalties yeah Anyways, gonna be another fun year. Hopefully, uh, the world won't collapse like some of our friends are predicting. Right. And um, but uh, again, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Yes. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. All I would do is throw out to the to people listening that I'm pretty sure probably a lot of folks listening to us have more or less similar views on stuff going on. (laughs) I would think so. I think all I would say is a an appeal to folks to start thinking more locally than nationally, you know, uh, how to, uh, I don't know, make our lives better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) See, I've noticed I'm tip tiptoeing around a little bit, but uh, no, think locally forget national because nothing, nothing good will come from doing any wasting time nationally. Absolutely. And that's kind of along the theme of what we do at Bandit here too, you know, it's, uh, supporting the small town and the business businesses that help us out and everything. And yep. I think that should, we should consider extending that to also, you know, whatever kind of, uh, if some of us decide to take or do political things or take political action, you know, whatever, yeah, we can have more effect locally. Agreed. Uh, so, Agreed. You know, I don't know. Food for thought for folks yep. out there, you know, just, uh, yep. don't waste your time. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I tell you, if, if it does hit the fan, though, I am going to become Gandalf. Sorry to say it. Gandalf, yeah. yeah. The wizard. We'll see. All right. Now, the gray. I, I tell the white. Um, the gray, of course. <laughs> and it's really funny because the white's very offensive. It's really funny because, like, Julie sees me looking at my wife, sees me looking at these YouTube videos. And the other day, I was getting up to go pee, and I was looking at her. I'm like, you know, I think I want to be a wizard. <laughs> and you know what she said to me with those sympathetic eyes she goes god i love you that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was in one of my little trances like I, I really don't want to be in this lifetime i would love to be in middle earth so yeah we ask our buddy Elhinai. he he loves that movie <laughs> well you know if you practice hard enough maybe you could get there yes Oh, you know how many times I've Googled wizard? And of course, they'll come up with the grand wizard. I'm like, no, not that one. <laughs> you know, I'm like, were there wizards in the dark age? Click. And you know, the answers I get at Google is like, no, you're a dork. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they lived with unicorns and, right. and dragons. <laughs> On Care Bear Mountain. <laughs> Diamond Forest. 
Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, it's past my bedtime. Yeah. I think folks are probably probably getting tired of us. So with that, everybody, have a good one. Peace. Peace. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. If you like what we discuss on the show, be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas, tips, tricks, and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one. And remember, support your local feed store.